It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOC podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at CBOC.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts at CBOC.com. Welcome. I'm Dr. Jeremy Lokabaugh, Industrial Organizational Psychology Consultant and Workplace Communication and Negotiation Coach. In addition to CBOC.com that you just heard, you can also visit my website at TurnBoot.com. If you're in or getting into the IO psychology field and you feel a little lost in the crowd, you're looking to jumpstart your career and maybe get the answers that your degree program never gave you about what it's actually like to work as an IO psych practitioner, check out CBOC's IO Career Pathfinder membership at CBOC.com. Also on the panel today, we have Sarah Smith-Berry of Frigo Consulting. Sarah is a psychometrician, veteran advocate, consultant, and modern stoic. Also, we have Tom Bradshaw, voice and speech coach, and a damn good actor at that. He is the leading voice and speech coach for the industrial organizational psychology community. Well, welcome everybody. And here we are once again, uh, we get together and we have these conversations where we don't know where they're going to go, but they usually end up interesting. Jeremy, what's our interesting topic for today? This is a part two from the previous episode we did from the HuffPost.com on five accidentally, accidentally manipulative things you say at work. We started off with, we all think yes, uh, yesterday on, on our last episode, and it went to a good place. Now, let's see where this one takes us. Do you have a minute? So this is the, do you have a minute? I'll read a little bit here from this article at HuffPost.com. Uh, do you have a minute? It might seem like a polite way to broach broach a question, but pouncing it on someone without context around what you're asking for does nothing more than guilt trip the other person into saying, yes, is that true? What are we talking about here, Sarah? I know you don't have any opinion about this one. You're out of your mind. I always have an opinion. At all. What do you but if, if you're asking me if I have a minute to talk about it, Jeremy... Yes, do you have I a minute? Think, I think I do. But that's because we're trusted colleagues, right? Like, I get you. You get me. I'll always have a minute for you and Tom. But one thing we need to talk about in this instance is the difference between having a minute for people in your inner circle and having a minute for fellow colleagues, but also your boss, uh, taking that a step further, extended family. We have all of these spheres of influence within our lives, right? And we have to make sure that we're being cognizant of whether or not we're being pulled too deeply into any of them. Um, Time is the number one resource that we cannot get more of. And it's so precious. And when someone comes to you and says, do you have a minute? And they don't respect you and they don't have your best interest at heart. And they really are going to take an hour and they know that you're really busy, knee deep in work or whatever then maybe no, I don't is the answer. And it's, it's not common for us to respond that way, but I think it should become more so. So what are the, what are the options here? You know, there are different things you can do because again, you know, we can't, well, we can, we can, we can say whatever we want. Right. Um, 
something that you can say is very simply, it sounds like this is very important. And let them exp- let them just give you a, you know, can, this sounds like this is very important. Can you give me a headline? And maybe they give you a headline. You can very simply respond. Um, it it seems uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of this. I want to give you my full attention because this seems important to you. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it at X time where I can where I can fully focus on you? People are, I've done that before. People appreciate that. People want naturally to feel heard and understood. And at that point, people realize, okay, well, I'm asking this person to really listen to this and either provide feedback, make a decision. I don't want half of their time. I don't want half of their focus. I want their full focus. And if I keep at it now, I'm not going to get that. And a lot of times there's a concession there. And I have found that that people appreciate that because people are thinking, yeah, hey, thanks. I do want your full focus. And I'm glad that you want to give me your full focus. Yeah, I think it also goes back to a conversation we've had too about time building. Um, so you should have hours during your day where you're not interrupted, um, whether you're creative or not. Um, so I think it's even more important for creative individuals, writers, people who are developing. Um, I think it's important for them to have uninterrupted work hours. And I don't think they should have to do it in the middle of the night like so many of them end up doing. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's healthy, especially for introverted individuals or more introverted individuals. I don't think it's okay. Um, It taxes their brain in a way that is exhausting, can actually make them feel like they're sick. Um, So I think there should be a time of day where these are hours of, you know, work where I'm doing creative tasks or what have you. Even if that's just answering emails for an hour. I mean, some of us can't even get through answering our emails because we get interrupted. Um, and that's not okay either. So setting boundaries, making sure that you time bill it, it's really important. And I think you'll find that you'll complete your tasks a lot faster. So you'll have more time to give people when they do come to you for requests. So, so many people in leadership, they have this open door policy thing, right? I'm not a huge fan. I'm really not. I'm not a huge fan. And I'll tell you why, because if you've got an open door, that means you can be interrupted all damn day. That's not cool. It, it seems like you're passionate about your stance on yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I am. And I'm right, what, too. <laughs> what, and I'm right. What happens, what happens if somebody comes to you and says, uh, in respect for your time, they, they start out saying this, mm-hmm. in respect for your time, I'm going to set my watch alarm for two minutes. Would it be okay to, to, ask to, to get two minutes of your time? What effect yes. would that have on you? Yes. Two minutes. Everyone has two minutes. I am also a person that believes if you have a task that takes two minutes or less, you should do it right now. So it seems like you are okay with people coming to you and interrupting. And I'm serious, coming to you and interrupting you. Do you have a minute? But it's the way that they approach it because you understand that they've committed already to a very short time frame. That depends. If it's during my billeted time where I'm doing creative work, no, I am not okay with it. And here's why we get into a flow state. Our brains, when we're creative people, sometimes, and this is usually where blocks happen. Oh, yeah. Um, especially writer's block, it's from multiple interruptions and we like, we lost it, right? Like, and you get really frustrated with yourself because you can't just tap into it whenever you want. There's a warm up period that has to happen. You got to get into your space. You got to start writing or start speaking and the flow has to happen. And, and then as soon as that flow starts, if someone comes in and interrupts that flow, 
then it's like, you're starting that whole warm-up process all over again. And for our less creative, you know, types, they may not understand that it takes us 15 minutes to get going. We can't just jump right back into it or worse, say we're right in the middle of writing an email and we've for- completely forgotten what we're even doing. Like, I don't even know what I'm writing at this point. So that's frustrating. And that's a level of frustration that can be maddening if it's happening all day and it's not okay. So billeted time, no interruptions, no open door between the hours of nine and 10 or whatever time you do your most brain intensive work. So whether that be creating, developing, writing, um, researching, reading, and, you know, extrapolating information that can be very intense for some people, whatever that looks like in your specific career. So yeah, it sounds like respect. So at first it's, it all comes down to communication. It's respecting, knowing, and then respecting that, that particular style. Cause you're right. That state of flow can be golden, especially for some, some people who are really, really creative, who it took them a while to clear all that clutter. And now it's midday and they're finally in it. I have a friend who was like many people thrown into the world of remote work. And it's a very, uh, for him, it works. It's a very good system. Uh, he's working from home. And if somebody in the household wants his attention, they simply go wave their hand half in front to let them know they're there. And he either stops what he's doing and turns, or he simply just shakes his head a little bit to say no. And then they go away and he can maintain that state of flow with very, very minimal interruption. So it's, you know, whatever system that that can be created. I used to always be a fan. I used to call it coffee shop time. I would block all the time. Um, in my schedule, three hours at a time, I would just put CST and I would literally go to a coffee shop and really have that, have that creative time. I, I, I agree, Sarah, Tom, you're shaking your head. No, you disagree with Sarah. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I agree with a lot of what both of you have said. And all I can, you know, share is my real life experience. Um, and I, you know, I'm one of those creative people who really had to learn how to say no. Uh, because I wanted to say yes to everybody, and I ended up helping nobody. Uh, but when I have or need those creative times, you really have to isolate yourself. You, you know, I need a gatekeeper. I need a, somebody who can be there when I don't need to be disturbed. Um, I, I was presented yesterday with an opportunity to do a presentation in front of a, a potential funding organization for a project, 24 hours, <laughs> which is, you know, give me three weeks and it'll be dynamite. So I blocked up my entire afternoon yesterday, informed everybody else, you know, please do not disturb me. But sometimes you need more than that. And it really is hard if you're like me to learn how to say no. At the same time, there's no 100% guarantees. You're going to have people approaching you and you can, you know, say, sure, you know what, I'm, I'm incredibly busy. I'll give you two minutes. And, and, you know, and I hate to say this, but, you know, once again, real life experience, when I was teaching in college, the student who, you know, when I arrived at work in the morning and they were already waiting outside my door and I invite them in, it's a busy day. I've got to get moving. I can give you two minutes. You know, what do you want to talk about? I went on a date last night and I was raped. Oh. All of a sudden, that two minutes, forget about it. Everything else you have to forget about and you have to deal with that situation. So that's always going to occur. 
Mm-hmm. So you really have to take each each person and and understand them a little bit. And are they the type of person who just wants to come in and hang out? I did have an open door policy. I had to start limiting it because students would just come in to hang out. And I would give them the two minutes. And then if basically I realized that they were just there to hang out because they were bored, I kicked them out of my office. I'd come hang out with you too, Tom. <laughs> You'd have to kick me out of your office. You'd have to with, be like, Sarah, get the heck out of here. With pleasure. But <laughs> I used to do that to my English teachers in high school. So now I feel bad. But um, so I'm sitting here thinking though, at the same time, Tom, the, the invaluable thing that you did for that student by just being there. Um, because likely that student didn't have the home support and that's why they came to you. So I applaud you as a teacher for doing that. Our teachers all across the world do that every single day and they don't get any damn recognition for that. So thank you for being there for that student because it's incredible. I think what we're referring to though, is more of those interruptions from people like, Hey, did you see my email? If you popped your head in to ask me if I saw an email we're going to have a fight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to have a fight. I, sometimes Tom, you just have to develop a reputation. Right. I've also, I've also been that other person too, where I just got this amazing email and I want to send it to my supervisor. And then two minutes later, I want to be in my supervisor's office going, did you see the email? It was so exciting. And they might be busy. Before we, before we end, this is something that feels it doesn't it feel good when you do have a valid excuse to say no. So here, you know, looking at this article, um, I think it's the author here that says, you know, you're basically, if you ask someone, do you have a minute? You're basically, basically asking one a question to which the other person feels like they have to say yes, unless they're taking off on an airplane. I think we've all had at least one experience where we have been taking off on an airplane or where we have been you know, just you have to go. And doesn't it feel really good when you can have a valid excuse for once to say no, or I got to get off real quick. And you're no cell phones, no cell phones. It messes with the airplane. It messes with the airplane. No (laughs) cell phones. Gotta go. Bye. -bye. Completely justified. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everybody. We will see you again next time. Counting out in five, four, three, two, and one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at Seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.